The main event for the prelims is going to feature a middleweight bout between Punahele, Seriano, and Brendan Allen. So Soriano is 8-0, so undefeated American fighter, 28 years old, 5'11", with a 74-inch reach. He trains at Extreme Couture. We've given him a 2 out of 5 in the Fighter IQ rating. And according to Tapology, Soriano is a pretty strong favor here, getting 63% of the votes. As for Brandon Allen, who's also an American fighter, he's 16-4 overall, so a little more experience. He's 4-1 in his last five fights. He's 25 years young, very young fighter, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He trains at Rufus Sport MMA. We've also given him a 2 out of 5 in the Fighter IQ rating. Let me just address the Fighter IQ rating real quick before I move into the breakdown. I like Brandon Allen a lot. He's actually fought a lot of dudes, and he is young. Um, but one of the things that drives me bananas with him is he tends to give up position for submission attempts. And I started like breaking it down per fight. He does it like at least about an average once, once a round. Now, he'll do it multiple times in a grappling exchange. So it could happen two, three times in one round. But over the course of a three-round fight, the dude is good for three times where he'll give up position to take a submission attempt. He likes going for the guillotine choke. So if you try to take him down kind of in some kind of way, which Punahele should be able to do, he's a good wrestler, then Allen will like give up the position, go to his back to look for the guillotine. Now, with that said, Allen's got some pretty good submissions. He's, he's actually very good at submissions, very good at BJJ. But that's why we're giving him a 2 out of 5 in the fighter IQ rating. Otherwise, he's, you know, good chin, good durability, uh, pretty good cardio, and he's got experience. He has fought a lot of guys. We'll talk about that in a second. As for Soriano, the 2 out of 5 or 2 out of 5 in the fighter IQ rating is more because of a lack of experience. He is 8 and 0, um, just hasn't fought anyone. He hasn't really been tested. He's got that prototypical first round knockout, last few fights. He's just, you know, fighting UFC cans right now, nothing impressive. So, until we see more from him, I'm going to give him a 2 out of 5 in the fighter IQ. Also, would like to see him go longer into, into more fights. We'll talk about the one fight we did look at closely that he went to decision with. Otherwise, most of his recent fights have been knockouts. First round, real early. He's starching people. So let's look here at um, Punahele Soriano because his fight history is a little bit shorter. Should be a quicker summary. He's coming off of that knockout to Dusko Todorovic. Todorovic was coming to that fight 10-0, kind of like a, you know, a prospect they were talking a lot about. Now Todorovic's last two fights in a row, he's lost. And so his, his hype train is slowing down. He just gets... You know, it, it wasn't just one punch um, in this fight from Soriano. Soriano caught him a few times, and Todorovic didn't have really good stand-up defense, was trying to back up back up his head. And um, even though Punahele tends to have the, the, the reach disadvantage in most fights and also the height disadvantage, he's a little bit thicker of a fighter, he makes up for it with his athleticism. He's able to close the distance. He'll go lunging in sometimes, which could be a problem for counter-punching, of course, but he's able to close the distance. He did it against Dusko. Knocked him all over the ring. Finally, the ref put a stop to it because he knocked him down like four or five times in the first round. Dusko even had a period of time where he had like a full minute and a half to go looking for his mouthpiece that fell out, got caught in the cage. That still didn't save him. Still ends in the first round. His prior fight was against Oscar Pichote or Pichota, I'm sorry, and that was um, back in 2019. So about two years ago, Punahele fights Pichota. First round, left hook, starches the guy. One of the best knockouts you're, you're going to see where he hits the guy, the dude's head went spinning one way, eyes up in the air and he just drops like if you were just dropping a stack of clothing he just drops right in place and so nice knockout knockout there for Punahele from the standpoint that again he's fighting guys that are not very good he's up and coming he's he's starting to get better so he should be knocking these guys out and he's doing that um so you know good for him his prior fight was the one we, went, we talked about going to decision because I wanted to see can this guy maintain his cardio in round three Against Jamie Pickett, 2019, two years ago, Contender Series, he was able to do that. He got a decision win there. He really showed off his wrestling. 
And it got me to thinking, and I just want to put this out there before I forget. Here's a guy who's a Division Three national champ, very good wrestler. You can see he's got the wrestling physique, a little bit more stockier, a little shorter. And when he wrestles, you see the prototypical wrestling technique. You see the double leg takedown, both hands cuffed in behind the legs. You see him picking up guys, slamming them down. You see the wrestling there. But I feel like, you know, coming off of that contender series where he didn't get a contract initially, and people pretty much know he didn't get a contract because he didn't finish that fight. It wasn't flashy, and he did a lot of wrestling. You know, Dana White, he's not like a wrestling-hating dude, but he's all about ratings. He's all about numbers, and you can't have a bunch of guys just wrestling all day long. That's what affected Khabib to some extent. He had a good career at the end, a big few fights because his name was blown up in the Conor McGregor fight, whatever else. But no one wants to watch people just wrestle all day. It does affect, you know, somewhat of the, I guess, fight, fan experience. You know, we can have a few bouts every now and then to some wrestling. Here's my point. Did that affect Punahale to the point now where he's changing his philosophy and saying, well, I got to stay away from wrestling because I'm not going to get good fights and, and Dana's not going to like me because he's wrestling very little now. And obviously he did knock out Dusko early and he knocked out Oscar Pichote early. But... I hope that he wrestles here a little bit, and he's going to need to do that because I can tell you right now, Brandon Allen's going to force him to wrestle. Allen's going to shoot. Allen wants to submit him. He wants to get him into a grappling situation. And Allen's also aware that Punahele's most dangerous weapon is his, obviously, his, he's, he's southpaw, his left hand. Okay, his left hand is dangerous. He carries, he carries a lot of power on both hands in terms of Soriano, but when he winds up for that left hand in that southpaw position, that's what he hit Oscar Pichote with. And man, he hit him so hard. Like I said, look at that knockout back in 2019, that left hook in the first round. It was mean. Anyway, long story short, um, I, I think for, for, for Punahele Soriano, this is by far his top competition. Okay, he has not fought anyone of this level. You would say Dusko, oh, whatever. No, Dusko is still very new. He's a young prospect. But Allen has been in there with a lot of guys. Allen's fought in some wars. He's lost against some good guys like Sean Strickland. He's won some good fights as well. Um, I think this is the biggest test for Soriano. The, the numbers here, money line numbers, seem to be pretty much right on point. It's a pick em fight. Pretty much negative 110, negative 110. It's moved around a little bit this week, but it's it's even now, um, and it should be. Uh, we'll talk about some prop bets I like, but let me jump here into Brandon Allen's background. I looked at his topology. Some names started popping up that were like, wow. And I'm going to go way back. 2016, he lost to Trevin Giles. It's like, oh, my God, Trevin Giles, the police officer who just got, you know, starked by Dracula. Uh, Drykus, you know, beat him up pretty good the other day. Anyway, that was back in 2016. That was one of his first losses. And from there, he went on a nice little five, six fight winning streak. Then loses to Eric Anders in 2017. Loses to Anthony Hernandez in 2018. And then flying up here to the most recent loss. He lost to Sean Strickland in 2020. Got really beat up in that fight. I think it was a short notice fight. I don't think he had a full camp. There were some issues going on to that fight. There was some bad blood between the fighters as well. And it just didn't look like the full version of Brandon Allen. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm just going to say, when you look at the dude's fights, look at like five, six, seven fights of him. That one sticks out as like a, a, a weird sore thumb. Um, in that fight, just to summarize, Sean Strickland has a very unique style in terms of punching his stand-up game. He's able to just to sort of throw half punches, short punches. Doesn't never really wind up, but it adds up. And you can see it add up. On Sean, on, you can see it adding up in that fight on Brandon Allen. And eventually, Sean had him where he needed him, and he pulled the trigger, hit him a few harder shots. Ends the fight, but it just didn't look like the, the right version of Brandon Allen. He wasn't fully ready for that fight. You could see it. Um, in terms of that being like a glaring weakness for him, I don't see what the weakness was. I think he just wasn't fully ready for that fight. I think him not taking Sean Strickland to the ground early on was a big mistake. He probably should have done that. Um, and that's where he works. He works in the clinch on the ground. Now, Brandon Allen has some striking power. He can hit hard with power. You know, he's not as powerful on the, on the, in the hands as Punahale, 
but he still could hurt someone. I do wonder if one of the ways this fight goes is that both guys come in there and it's like, you know, just sort of pounding on their chest, like, let's let's swing. Um, I'm not sure why they would do that, but Brandon Allen's the kind of guy where you see his post-fight interviews, you, you see him on social media. How do I say this the right way? He, he's just like, look, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a dude's dude, a guy's guy's like drinking beer, hanging out, not trying to be too sophisticated, okay? And you could tell, hey, that, that personality probably works in this game. He goes in there, nope, no F's given, I'm, co- I'm coming in there to fight. So could there be a moment there where Punahale and him like trade? And maybe it's not the first round. Maybe it's round two or three where it's like the fight's getting stale. You hear some, you know, you hear crickets in the arena, and all of a sudden they have to step it up and, and you know get going. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I want to talk here. Just just finish that, wrap that up on Brandon Allen, who he has fought because these names are crazy. He lost to Sean Strickland in 2020. Prior to that, he beat Kyle Dawkins in 2020. Beat Tom Breeze first round, just pummeled Tom Breeze in 2020. 2019, he beats Kevin Holland round two, rear naked choke. Prior to that, had some other wins, uh, not, not, not any big names. But anyway, you see what I'm saying here. He's fought some people, um, some names you recognize, and he's beat some of those guys. So experience-wise, got to give a huge ed- here, edge here to Brendan Allen. Um, submission-wise, huge ed- edge to Allen. For Punahala, he's a wrestler, right? Former national champ, Division three. like I said. Guy's got wrestling in his background. He can wrestle Allen down. Allen's going to probably give up position and try to go for a guillotine. Um, you'll see Allen go for some heel hooks. Um, that could cost him a round or two. You know, that's where, if, I think if Punahali comes in here with the idea that I need to wrestle for a good portion of this fight, 30%, whatever, 40%, I need to take, at least I need to have one or two takedowns per round. If he has that mindset, I think Punahali gets the win here. Easy. I think if Punahali just tries to stay on his feet and just wants to strike the entire time, I think Allen can get some back control. I think Allen's going to try to take him down. I think Allen can be crafty. And I do see a world where, again, if they start swinging craziness, we don't know if Punahale Soriano has a great chin. We don't really know that. Hasn't been tested at all. Um, so let's look at the prop bets that really stand out to me because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have a pick that I like for sure. I'm going to slightly favor Soriano to win the fight, which means I'm probably thinking he's going to win by decision or by a TKO finish. He's never had any submissions. He hasn't even tried any submissions. And that brings me to his, their stats, actually, which we'll, we'll go over those side by side in a second. But the prop bets that really stand out to me that are attractive, TKO finish for Soriano is plus 140. If you like Soriano to win, which is pretty much even money, money line, he's most likely going to get a TKO at some point. He's most likely going to hurt Brandon Allen. And Allen's out there to you know, punch and exchange. He leaves his chin open. There's going to be opportunities for Soriano to hit him. So I think the most likely path in this type of fight, where two guys are really closely matched, I think Soriano gets a TKO. That's plus 140. In terms of decision for, for Soriano, I guess he could win that way too. I could see a situation where both fighters do some wrestling, do some grappling. It slows down the pace. They're able to recover enough where the last round's competitive as well. That's plus 550. So the books don't think this is going a distance. I mean, think about that. It's plus 550 for the guy who it's 50-50 who's going to win the fight. Um, and maybe it's just a good, close, even fight, and it goes to decision. So in that case, it's plus 550, plus 550 for Soriano to win by decision. But interestingly enough, it's plus 350 for Brandon Allen to win by decision. Kind of interesting that it's so, it's so much less. Either way, those are both interesting, like sort of far-fetched props that I, I would at least consider, maybe sprinkle those. Um, the one that's probably the most far-fetched that I actually had to look at and I like was Brandon Allen by TKO. So remember I said this here, okay, lock this in. Could there be a moment, either first round or last round, where something happens to trigger these guys to say, I want to fight. I want to fight. Let's go. Man up. Um, I could see it. 
Puna Hale's young. He doesn't know any better. He hasn't been knocked out. And until you really get knocked out or hurt, you're not respecting that. He's probably coming in there. You know, he's still like, you know, feeling, you know, just feeling un- invincible. All right. Allen, Allen knows what it's like to get knocked out. Allen knows what it's like to get hit. Allen also knows what it's like to get in there with some very good fighters, much better fighters than Soriano's fought. If they just start squaring up, I think anything's possible. TKO plus 850 for Allen, got to put something on that because it could happen. You could see it. And when it does happen, I'm saying I'm projecting the future, when and if it does happen, you look back at it and say, oh, man, why didn't I think about that? Like, he's a young fighter. He went in there. He was being brash, started swinging, got knocked out. So, um, in terms of the most likely props, though, I think the TKO finish for Soriano at plus 140 is very likely. And I think Brandon Allen, by submission, plus 250, he's very good at submissions. He can catch maybe Soriano in a heel hook or something. Soriano's very young, okay? So just to summarize this pick here, I'm picking Soriano very, very, very slight. But I'm probably not going to bet this on the money line straight up. I just don't feel comfortable. I think there's just a lot to like about both fighters. There's the experience of Allen versus the undefeated fighter of Soriano. There's the, you know, pretty good chin and durability and submission ability of Allen versus the national championship wrestler of Soriano. Um, there's a low fighter IQ for Brandon Allen because he gives a position for submission, but he gets some of those submissions. Um, has Soriano fought a lot of guys like that? Is he familiar with BJJ guys? Not really. So this fight, there's a lot of questions here. And this fight could end in a way where no one saw it happening because there are a lot of questions. One last thing before we wrap this up. Strikes landed per round for Soriano is 4.46 compared to 3.35 for Allen. Strike accuracy is 43% for Soriano, whereas it's 58% for Allen. So that shows you that Soriano is missing a little more punches, and that's probably because if you look at the way he fights, he's got more looping attack, not as clean of a straight punching attack as, um, as Allen uses. Now, strikes absorbed per minute, I thought this was interesting. For strikes absorbed per minute, it's 2.86 for Soriano, compared to 4.19, almost double for Allen. In terms of defense, there's also a a significant difference. 52% of the strikes are being blocked by Soriano versus 39% of the strikes being blocked by Allen. So um, there's just some small numbers. Who knows? I would say that over the course of 15 minutes, if the fight is on their feet for an extended period of time, either guy's got a shot. But wouldn't Allen be playing with fire there? He knows that at some point that that strong punching power is going to make itself, it's going to show up, right? It's going to be there. So we'll see what happens. I, I do have a question a little bit about Punahale's endurance, his his stamina. How much punching power will be there in, in round three? Former college wrestler, he's, he's been an athlete. This athlete thing's not new to him. You would think he's preparing for that. But the numbers say, the physics say, just in reality, by round three, you're slowing down. The power is going to be less. So... I hope it's exciting. It should be exciting. It is the main event for the prelims. You know, I'm not trying to be cute, but that is the main event for the prelims. We'll we'll see how it shakes out. But that's the breakdown. Again, look at those prop bets. If you're thinking about this fight, um, especially that TKO finish by Allen. Um, I hope I'm not jinxing anybody there on this. But otherwise, if you feel like you've got a, a play on this and you know for sure you're you're fading one guy or supporting one guy, leave in the comments section. Tell me, give me some feedback because this one right here, I came in thinking Soriano. I came in big on Soriano. And I ended up watching so many more fights than I expected. I had to keep watching more and more fights. And then it got me to the point where I was like pulling my whatever hair I don't have left, right? I was thinking, Alan, no, okay. No, I went back to Soriano. Oh, oh, Alan's got the experience. Okay, no, no, no. Soriano's undefeated. Uh, no, the UFC won Soriano to win. I mean, look, could it go to decision and then just get really weird and funny? And then, yes, UFC would like to see another guy stand defeated and Soriano goes 9-1. I mean, look, I would imagine 
if Dana White could play this out the way he wanted to, he would have Soriano knocking out Allen in a nice fight of the night type of situation and Soriano going to 9-0. I know he doesn't want Soriano to wrestle Allen for three rounds and win the fight that way. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. And um, we'll see if Soriano could stay undefeated. If he's got a good chin, can he, you know, could he, this is highest competition, guys. You got to, I would imagine this fight, if I was putting the money line together, I would probably have Brandon Allen like a minus 150, you know, and then Puna Holly like a plus 125. He really should be a slight dog here. And this is disrespectful to Allen, who's got a lot more experience, who's fought some good guys. So, We'll see what happens here. Good luck with the fight. Again, let me know how you feel about it in the comments. Let me know what you think about how it might work out. And if you're really on one fighter and you're supporting one fighter, put it in there. Put it in the comments. Let me know why. All right, good luck, guys.